This is an ABC podcast. You're listening to the hookup, no pip with us today. It's uh, my Mitch. Hey, <laughs> you came too quickly. I thought that was. I thought it was exactly at the exact right point where I'm supposed to be. No, that didn't, that didn't feel good for anyone listening. That wasn't that wasn't the right vibe. We weren't. I really thought I was nailing exactly. <laughs> okay, I don't know if that joke slapped or not, but you get the gist <laughs> of it. Um, no pit today, as you're hearing. Uh, she's finally taken a holiday and living her best life in Japan. But before you prematurely exit out of this episode, out of raid. Don't stress because we have another very talented producer filling in, Mitch. It's me, I'm here. You might recognise Mitch's voice. He is the man behind The Racket, a show on Triple J. Yep, the metal show, Tuesdays, 9pm. Yes, great plug. And also comedian, podcaster, and he has a penis. (laughs) (laughs) I usually list that on most of my resumes. (laughs) That's how I got this role, but it's the only role I've gotten from it. (laughs) So probably has a bit more value to add... Through this episode than Piv. <laughs> no offence, Piv. No offence to Piv. I love when she leaves because then I just get to like do all these sly <laughs> little dicks knowing that she was not going to listen. There's no way. She's checked <laughs> out. She's like, nah, babes, I'm on holiday. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I feel like you'll be able to, you know, when we discuss throughout the episode certain things and anxieties around coming too quickly, you'll be like, yep, been through that. Add some, add some value to the episode. Yeah, totally. If, if nothing else, I hope to be able to add a voice of a of a male cis penis owner not going, nah, it never happens to me. <laughs> nah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Come on, guys, be honest. Come on. Uh, yeah, exactly. This is like a really common experience. And in this episode, we're going to find out what's actually considered premature ejaculation, why it happens, why some people might come quicker than others, how to last longer if that is something that you're worried about and also how to best chat about it as a partner because I think the worst thing you can say is, oh, so is that, is that it? <laughs> I, I, once, I once had someone um, that I was sleeping with at the time um, after a long sort of build-up that we were both sort of leading to, um, I was too excited and it did come too quickly and she yelled into a pillow and punched the bed. <gasps> You were here for a reason. I knew you were here for a reason. (laughs) Something that makes the hookup a little bit different to some of the other sex and relationship podcasts is the fact that like a lot of the topics and episodes we decide to do is because you've reached out to us on our Instagram and you need help with something. And then we get to have a chat to you and we get all the facts and give you some expert advice. Well, Jacko recently sent us a DM and he said, I can be prone to PE, premature ejaculation. And the last time I hooked up with someone, I got excited and I just completely rushed through it. I should have slowed down and savored the intimacy. Uh, It would have been more satisfying for the both of us, but I felt bottled up and ready to explode. Anyways, I was just feeling self-conscious that it's too much and I'm not normal and would love to get your help. So I jumped on the phone with Jacko just to find out a little bit more about what exactly happened. Me and my friend said, oh, hey, do you want to you hook up? I sort of really felt like I rushed through it more than normal. Even like the foreplay and that, I just couldn't wait, you know, for the penetration side of sex. And I don't last long sometimes doing that. <laughs> and then I think she like commented like, like oh, that was... That was fast. And I was like, oh, no. And then it sort of got into my head. And then I sort of thought about, I was like, hang on, I sort of really rushed through that. I guess it varies for everyone. But, like, how quick would be, like, too quick for you? 
Yeah. Well, if I feel like I'm going to, you know, come soon, I could easily do it in like under a minute, but I'll try and stretch it out to like a few or a couple of minutes. Mitch, I'm curious about what you think about like Jacko's experience. Is this something you can relate to? Like, what would you consider too quick for you? Well, I feel like too quick is when it doesn't match your expectations. When you go into the experience and you're wanting to do one thing and your body does another thing. And that can be any amount of time, but there's definitely a feeling in your body um, where you feel you feel it happening and some and you can't pull it back you can't stop and you're like oh no oh no oh no and i think it's a bit of a feedback loop it's like trying not to laugh totally i feel like that's what jacko experienced because he i think had expectations of how the sex would go with this person that he really liked because he was so excited that he just rushed through it yeah. so how can you slow down and how can you make things last longer and what actually is considered proper premature ejaculation, the clinical diagnosis. Well, men's sex coach and good friend of the show, Cam Fraser, is here to help. I think when we talk about premature ejaculation, everyone kind of uses the term as a way to just describe coming too quickly, Uh, but it's actually like a proper clinical diagnosis. And here's Cam with the proper definition. Typically, clinically, it's defined as intravaginal ejaculation latency time, which is uh, the time it takes for you to ejaculate once you've inserted your penis into a vagina. It's like one of those medical definition-y things where you just zone out as soon as you hear... (laughs) A real clinical word. I'm just like, what? Intravaginal what? Intravaginal is also a word. It's just, that's not very sexy. And I just start to zone out. Um, apparently, this is weird as well. According to the diagnostic criteria, it's only for penis in vagina sex. So yeah. the clinical definition of premature ejaculation excludes gay men or oral sex or masturbation, which I don't think anyone really uses it like that. No. Anymore. Another thing that a lot of people want to know all the time is how quickly do you have to come to be clinically diagnosed with premature ejaculation? So for the clinical diagnosis, it's usually 60 seconds of penis and vagina sex. Uh, There are also different ways of conceptualizing it as well. So that's like, according to the diagnostic and statistical manual, but the ICD has like a three minute cutoff for like mild PE, a two minute cutoff for like moderate PE and like a one minute cutoff for severe PE. Okay, so that's all the clinical stuff and the clinical definitions. But like I said before, premature ejaculation is one of those things that people just say in layman's terms. They just use it conversationally. They use it to describe coming too quickly. And here's how Cam defines it. Ejaculating before you're ready, right? Ejaculating before you and your partner want to. That's usually how it's described. And so that could then you know, lead to a conversation around, well, I, I have sex and I can last for 20 minutes, but I want to last for 40 minutes. So therefore, according to the definition that I've just given, which is ejaculating before you want to, that person might call themselves a premature ejaculator. Or it could be down the other end of the spectrum, which is someone who wants to last three minutes, they only last 30 seconds. That's someone who maybe has not only the layman's definition, but maybe also the clinical definition of premature ejaculation. Well, this is why as well, Cam actually doesn't want people to use the term premature ejaculation when they're referring to themselves as coming too quickly. If you haven't been clinically diagnosed with it, he recommends probably not referring to it as premature ejaculation. So I like to challenge people when they start to use premature ejaculation to describe themselves and say, maybe you don't necessarily have the clinical diagnosis of PE. And so therefore, and I, I believe words are powerful. So maybe it's useful to not use that diagnostic 
you know, or, or you know, that label anymore. And maybe it's just helpful to refer yourself as someone who wants to last longer. That's totally fine. So that, that's the uh, reframe that I want to give here. We are going to get into how to last longer uh, soon, but I want to look into how common the anxiety around coming too quickly is because Mitch and I put a poll up on our Instagram at Triple J The Hookup. If you're not following, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know how I feel about that. (laughs) Um, No, we put a poll up and we said, do you worry about coming too quickly? And 55% said yes. And I'm low-key surprised by that number. Which way would you, were you expecting I thought it, it was going to be a lot more based off of just conversations I've had with a lot of people, mm. uh, a lot of our hookup fam. This is an anxiety that we see in a lot of our listeners. A lot of liars on the Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. And I thought we were an honest bunch. Um, no, are you surprised by that? I, I guess so. I mean, I... I know about it being a worry that apparently a lot of people have, but maybe that's the conversation that other people are worried and that most other people are worried. Mm. But in actual fact, like people aren't really so concerned by it. Totally. Uh, And yeah, we got a DM. We got a few DM replies to this post and someone said, try finding a guy that doesn't worry. Um, And if not, then they're worrying about the girl not finishing. So it is a common experience, I'd say, despite the poll. And it's (laughs) something that Cam actually sees a lot with his clients as well. It's very prevalent um, and it's often touted as like the most common quote unquote sexual dysfunction. I speak to a lot of guys every single day and they're worried about like not lasting long enough. Part of that is like the performance approach to sex, which is not very conducive for pleasure, right? So guys are more concerned about lasting long enough than they are about actually the sex feeling pleasurable. And they equate longer lasting sex with more pleasurable sex, which isn't necessarily the case. I think it's also important to know that there is different types of premature ejaculation. I feel like I need to say quote unquote now um, because Cam was like, don't use that word. But yeah, you might be someone who gets it on the odd occasion. It might be happening quite a bit for you or maybe it's something that's happened your whole life. It could be broken down a bit more into acute, which is something that's only happening recently versus chronic, which is something that happens all the time and has happened for a long time. And then it's also situational. Maybe it's only in this specific context that you get PE or it's uh, general, which is like it happens in all contexts. Yeah, like going back to the Jacko situation, he gets it now and then. He gets it on that occasion. But it was that specific time with his friends with benefits that he was the most stressed about. Uh, and that's where he came to quickly. Uh, and Mitch, this is something that you kind of think, right? Like it is something that's subjective. Yeah, I think coming too quickly or quote unquote premature ejaculation is about not syncing with your partner or your body or maybe both. I I wanted X to happen and Y happened instead. And so I think it feels very subjective. Sometimes you want a quickie. Sometimes you want something that lasts all night. And sometimes your partner wants the same thing as you. And it feels like premature ejaculation is really talking about when I came, it wasn't the right time for me. I wanted to do something different or my partner was expecting something different and we didn't sync. We didn't match up. Yeah, totally. That's what Cam reckons as well. And he says that it's really nuanced and that's why there's not really one size fits all cure for PE. It's like relatively subjective. And when I hear people saying this is the cure for PE, I get like a little bit disgruntled by that because there's so many different variations of how premature ejaculation can manifest and where it might come from and in what context. And so I don't like the one size fits all approach for dealing with it. 
So what actually causes PE or quick ejaculation? Let's say you're someone who's had no issues whatsoever. Maybe you were in a long-term relationship for ages. You never worried about coming too quickly, but now you're out there again. You're having sex with new people and all of a sudden you're ejaculating so much faster than before. Well, if this is something that you're experiencing, uh, Cam would call this, quote unquote, acute premature ejaculation. So what's going on here? Ejaculation itself is a function of the sympathetic nervous system. And so if we think of premature ejaculation, what that tells us is that there is a heightened activation of the sympathetic nervous system so that ejaculation is happening very rapidly. And the uh, sympathetic nervous system for people that are familiar or maybe for people that aren't is the fight or flight response. It's the stress response in our body. And we associate that with like arousal in the general sense of the word. So like elevated heart rate and tension in the body. And um, essentially it's anxiety. It's the way that anxiety mentally manifests physically in the body. So for someone who maybe is only experiencing premature ejaculation now, possibly it could be an indicator that they're experiencing more anxiety. And, you know, there is a, a strong correlation between people that are highly anxious or that maybe have anxious attachment styles or that maybe uh, suffer from generalized anxiety and ejaculating quite quickly because anxiety is very much contributing to that overactivation of the sympathetic nervous system. Another reason as well could just be heightened sensitivity sensitivity to stimulation, like on the on the head of the penis, for example, or in a particular part of the penis. Uh, that could be because of an injury. Or it could be because of like a new addition to their body, maybe a piercing and things like that. So like, you know, the, the changing of, of the sensitivity is, is something that can definitely contribute. Or you might just be nervous about the person you're sleeping with. Maybe they're a major hottie. Maybe you've had a crush on them for ages and then all of a sudden the moment's happened. Yeah, I think there's some instances where, like, it's the nervousness comes from maybe thinking it's too good to be true. Almost, yeah. it's 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 less about like, oh, am I gonna am I gonna fumble the bag or whatnot? It's just like, oh, this this is way too good. This is this is amazing, and you get your in your own head about how you're going to perform and how long you're going to last. But you're thinking about how good it is, and so even that idea of like yeah, being a hottie or having a crush, sometimes just the sex is so intense. You have mm. such a really like primal connection with someone that no matter what you do, you can feel your body just you know racing way too far ahead from what your what you intellectually feel like should happen in these instances. Your body's just like nah, I gotta go. We're going. Right now. It's happening. So like certain sexual experiences that maybe elicit performance anxiety. Right. So performance anxiety, as kind of the name suggests, is a experience of anxiety and anxiety is related to premature ejaculation. So, for example, if you are highly invested in this partner, maybe you are really uh, attracted to them. And so you don't want to let them down. Right. Especially for, you know, especially for a lot of straight men, a lot of the men that I work with, there is an expectation that they maybe place upon themselves that they're supposed to be good at sex. And so if they're having sex with someone who they really want to impress, that puts pressure on them, which causes anxiety, performance anxiety, we call it. And therefore that leads to ejaculating quickly. So it's almost becomes this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy. They go, I don't want to come quickly. I want to do really good. That makes them feel anxious. And so that anxiety makes them come quite quickly. And on the more extreme side of this, maybe you've suffered from PE for years and it's something you've experienced your whole life. Cam calls this chronic premature ejaculation. 
Chronic PE might be related to, again, like generalized anxiety disorder. So someone who's got, you know, can be diagnosed with anxiety. There's a lot of crossover between ADHD and premature ejaculation as well because of that hypersensitivity, the hyperstimulation, the hyperactivity. There is a correlation with premature ejaculation. And like I said before, people that have uh, specific attachment styles as well. So maybe someone who's more predisposed to be anxious about their partner or to be worried about, you know, their performance at work and things like that. There is a very high correlation between those things. So, you know, if someone is having that chronic experience and that would be a, you know, sending up a flag for me that they maybe have um, something else like maybe emotionally or mentally that they're either maybe seeking some help for, or maybe they'd need some support for. Okay, so what are some of the ways that you could last longer? There is actually clinical solutions in place if you have been diagnosed with premature ejaculation, but Cam's not really a huge fan of it. If you're seeing a, a GP, typically they'll refer you to a urologist who will prescribe some stuff. And those things might be a numbing cream or gel or spray. Uh, and again, that'll reduce your sensitivity. Some of the creams uh, aren't great, especially if you're having like uh, sex with your partner and not using a condom, for example, because the creams, even though they you know, kind of clean it up, can wash off on your partner and can numb them out a little bit as well. And so that's not necessarily a recipe for really pleasurable sex. So just be mindful if you are using those creams and sprays and gels that that can sometimes be a thing. And then something else that I know that urologists are doing, which I am not the biggest fan of, is prescribing SSRIs in low dosages because the side effect of SSRIs is lowered libido, lower sensation of pleasure, lower arousal. And so effectively you're blunting and numbing out mentally that feeling of pleasure and that feeling of arousal. And so it doesn't build you up as quickly. Uh, again, not a big fan of that, but they are options. We actually got a DM on this. Shane shot us a message saying, I had issues with coming too quick and used a lot of foreplay to have a better overall experience. Sometimes I felt the foreplay would build the excitement too much. I spoke to doctors over the phone and they assessed me, then prescribed a term of tablets with ongoing check-ins and support. I've gone from five minutes penetration to as long as I like, typically 25 minutes, but recently had a session last an hour. Yeah. So obviously Shane's gone and spoken to his GP and gone through that process. So yeah, like Cam said, he's not a huge fan, but uh, it's always worth going and chatting to your GP or a urologist to figure that out for you. But also, like he said, there are other things that you can do. Cam actually has some advice for if you in particular are getting nervous over maybe a certain person or a certain situation. The kind of solution to that scenario where you are maybe really attracted to this person or you're highly emotionally invested in them or you want to do a good job and you're feeling that pressure is to, and it sounds super simple, is to just like let go of that pressure. And there's a couple of ways you might like to do that. One is, uh, this is a suggestion that I give to a lot of people, is to get yourself out of your head and into your body is to just focus on the sensation of touch. So maybe you're touching your partner, maybe you're touching your own body, maybe you're touching each other and just bring your awareness down to the sensation of particularly pleasure in your hands, in your fingertips. What that will typically do is it'll get you out of your head. It'll slow you down, right? Because you're focusing on touch. You're not focusing on the genitals. You're focusing on the hands. So it kind of like shifts attention away from uh, maybe a heightened buildup of tension in the genitals uh, and it allows you to to again still be in contact with your partner to still be feeling pleasure to still be going through the sexual experience 
I've read online that some people recommend stopping. So if you're about to come, just stopping and maybe doing something else and then coming back. But Cam isn't a huge fan of this. The whole idea of being sexual with another person is so that you can kind of be sexual with them. And if you're stopping and then having to start again and then stopping, it can feel very interrupted. The flow can kind of get thrown out. So instead of like entirely stopping, I suggest like moving away from the genitals, focusing on the hands, focusing on another part of your partner's body, focusing on another part of your body. And typically what that does, like I said, it helps you get out of your head. So you're not worried about coming quickly uh, and it gets you focusing on pleasure, on touch, on connection, on these other things that can help keep that pleasure going, but, but not lead to that overstimulation. That's Cam's advice for if you maybe have quote-unquote acute premature ejaculation or you've come too quickly on the odd occasion, maybe someone like Jacko. But if you are someone who has chronic premature ejaculation, sorry, didn't mean to shout chronic. Um, <laughs> that made it sound very serious. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, chronic! Yes, if you are someone who has chronic premature ejaculation, Cam has some advice for you as well. For someone who maybe has chronic PE, some things to, to be mindful there is like breathing is a really simple one to start shifting your experience. So deep diaphragmatic breathing. So I usually use the phrase breathe down into your balls. So breathe as deep, as powerfully down into your pelvis as possible. That can help activate the parasympathetic nervous system. And we know that the parasympathetic nervous system is responsible you know, neurologically for relaxation and for resting and for letting go and for releasing tension, all that stuff is really beneficial for not ejaculating really quickly. So you know, I, I suggest to clients of mine that maybe do have a long-term issue with PE is to do that or practice it, I suppose, when they're by themselves. So they might be masturbating, they might be self-pleasuring, and I just get them to practice really slowing their breathing down. Just like slowing your breath down, Cam recommends slowing your touch down as well. So instead of, you know, and again, this might be correlated to someone who's had PE for a long time, masturbating very vigorously and very, um, with a lot of friction and very hard and fast, I'll get them to change the way that they masturbate or experiment, I suppose, with maybe using a bit of lube and slowing right down. And instead of gripping really firmly, just to loosen their grip and to touch their you know, genitals in a much slower, more softer way. Uh, and again, listening to their body build that arousal. So they're breathing, they're slowing down, they're paying attention to the, the buildup of arousal. And then once they get to a partner, essentially do a similar thing. So slow the foreplay down, maybe uh, slow the touch down, slow the breathing down, you know, being cognizant, cognizant of not rushing it. So um, that can, you know, that momentum can lead into like, oh, I've got to get this done. Oh, I've got to penetrate. Oh, I've got to ejaculate. It can really exacerbate that, that chronic experience. So I've stumbled upon that as a technique i might i might have read it somewhere ages ago but mm. i do know a few times when i felt just way too overexcited focusing on like slowing down my breathing has has helped one thing now this might shock you but i'm not a doctor i'm sorry to say <laughs> this is why we have experts on the hook <laughs> but one thing i noticed is that i was holding my breath and that can actually seemingly, at least for me, make it worse. You sort of like oh. hold your breath and you get sort of excited and it sort of builds up and just notice that you're holding your breath and breathe out 
like slowly and then breathe in as well. But I just thought that was really interesting when he mentioned that. I was like, oh, I've I've done, I've done that. that. Yeah, I've, st- I've slowed my breath down because I've and, and and deliberately breathed because I realized I was holding my breaths in either excitement or nervousness or, or something like that. Well, it makes sense because that's normally the advice that you give for any sort of, I guess, panic attack or anxiety. Yeah. And like Cam's been saying, most of the reasons behind people who deal with premature ejaculation or coming too quickly is anxiety. Okay, so another tip we've got for you is actually from sex worker Priscilla who got in touch with us because she wanted to let us know that it's actually such a common experience that she sees with her clients and she gives them some advice. It's like probably, I'm going to say like 70 to 80% of my clients is like they'll either word me up prior when I'm like doing my thing. They'll say, you know, oh, can you like slow down? Or they'll say like, I come really quickly. Can I, is it okay if we go multiple times? And I'm just super casual about it. Like I, I like going for multiple rounds. You know, I'm a pretty sexual person myself, so it's not a big deal. And I will just like advise them. Like if it's something that really bothers you, just have a wank before you come in, <laughs> you know, because I find that even like the second round, they last way longer. One of the biggest things I've noticed, Mitch, with having sex, and I wonder if you have experienced this or anyone listening has also experienced this, is like if you're having penis into vagina sex and it fit like the person ejaculates, they've come, you feel like it's finished or you mm. both kind of feel like it's finished? Yeah. But you don't think it's finished, but then they kind of think it's finished or maybe they think that you think that it's finished. It's kind of like the meme where everyone's pointing at each other. <laughs> it kind of feels like that. You're like, I didn't think it was – we don't have to finish. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's there's always times where like if everyone thinks it's finished but someone definitely didn't get what they wanted from it and it's just like we're not done here. If you do end up ejaculating quite quickly, oftentimes that is framed as like the end of sex. And so a challenge to that is like, does sex have to end when you've come? So I invite my clients and again, whoever will listen really to think about the way they can be sexual with their partner after an ejaculation. So can you continue using your hands? Can you continue using your your mouth and tongue? Do you have toys that you can continue to use? How can you keep that pleasure going and that momentum going? You'll enter the refractory period. So it might be a little awkward and and you might be unfamiliar with it, but like if you're able to explore and, and continue going, 15, 20 minutes later, you'll probably get another erection. You'll probably be able to go for round two. And very often round two will be a little bit easier for you. You'll typically last a little bit longer as well. So, and your partner, I'm, I'm sure, will be open to, to going a bit longer if you are ejaculating quite rapidly. I think it, there's just a, a huge misconception as well. And this was something that Jacko felt like even when he came too quickly with his partner, the one that he was talking about, he was like, I was actually keen to, to keep going. I'm still willing after I come to keep mucking around and and playing around and trying to please her. But, you know, it's sort of like even after I come, they're like, oh, okay, everything's done. Whereas I wouldn't mind, you know, keep going and playing around and doing other stuff. Just because I come quickly, I don't want it to be over. I'd like to keep doing other stuff. You might remember how Jacko's partner reacted. And then I think she, like, commented, like, like oh, that was... That was fast. And I was like, oh, no. Okay, that's so brutal. But I feel like your experience was worse. I can't believe someone screamed into a pillow. I know. Wait, so what actually happened again? I was so excited in that moment. I could not stop myself. I just, it was very quick. I, I came very quickly and didn't meet my expectations or my partner's. And I think it was just a bit of like, because you know when you're super, super horny. Yeah. 
and then like you have to stop for whatever reason she had that but it was it was essentially my fault but i had the vibe of also like oh that was my fault i i I did not last as long as i had built up to say so so there was just a, a shocked frustrated feeling that just came out of it and she was really good afterwards pretty quickly she was like oh no no no, it's fine it's fine it's fine but it was such a it was such a raw human response to be like no did that make you feel a bit shit yeah it was such a raw response that i was a bit like oh yeah no i don't feel so good about that. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe in order to not scream into a pillow out of frustration uh, and maybe not to say, oh, that was fast or that was quick, uh, Cam actually does have some advice on how to actually have that conversation. Try not to make it a big deal. And so there could be a, a thinking of like, well, if I just say this little offhand remark, it's kind of like downplaying it and joking about it. But sincerely, my suggestion is like, you can say out loud, hey, shit happens. Like, don't stress. Don't worry about it. I still want to be sexual. I still want to keep going. Do you want to, you know, do you want to grab this wand? You know, do you want to, you've got some fingers. How about, you know, we switch it up and we do, you know, and kind of keep the momentum going, keep the pleasure going. Kind of don't necessarily make it a big deal. And again, challenging those stereotypes of like sex has to finish when he's ejaculated and all that sort of stuff. Like there's work around that because people have a lot of those really deeply ingrained stories. But essentially, it's the same advice. It's like, don't make it a big deal. Just go, hey, let's do some other stuff. I'm totally cool with that. Like, when we're round two, let's go for round two. Yeah, and Priscilla fully backs what Cam just said. She sees it in her practice. She sees it with her clients. But she also sees it in her personal life. I'm super casual about it. Don't make it a big thing. Like, the second time, I've literally seen them stretch it to, like, 20 minutes which is like, that's perfect for me. Like, I don't like having sex for like a long time at once anyway. So, you know, like I think just like keeping it really casual and like, you know, it, making it not so much of a big deal really helps as well. Like it really eases their mind. If you are someone as well who comes too quickly quite often, Cam says it can be really helpful if you actually start and initiate the conversation and you let your partner know, like he was saying, make it not a big deal. And this is what he recommends that you can say. Hey, sometimes I come quite quickly and I, I want to try not to. So just owning it a little bit and being like, hey, this is something that happens and uh, I'm just mindful that it does. And I, I want to really enjoy my experience with you. And so you know, in order to, to kind of do that, I'd like to slow down and you know, taking the lead in that regard. When I speak to a lot of men, they feel like, if they admit that they have like maybe some erection issues or ejaculation issues, that it's kind of them being like seen as lesser than. But the way that I like to reframe it is, well, if you can step up and, and admit it and be upfront with it and say, hey, this is something that often happens for me or sometimes happens for me, but I'm aware of it and I'm on top of it. And one of the things that I like to do is just slow down so that it doesn't impact me so much. It's actually you being a leader in that situation and you're kind of leading from that space of vulnerability. You can be like, hey, this is a thing, but it's actually not a big deal. And I actually still like to be sexual. I still like to, you know, maybe maybe we just focus on, you know, uh, using our mouths or our toys or our fingers instead for a few moments. Uh, and then we build up to, to penetration or whatever it might be, you know, because there's so many ways of being sexual. I feel like we've been covering this a bit in this episode, Mitch, but I think just really focusing on the fact that sex isn't just P and V. It isn't just go, go, go for as long as you can. It can look so different for so many different people. 
Uh, it can continue to keep going. It doesn't have to just be like, this is this round, this is this round. Yeah. <laughs> and Cam says if you reframe how you think about sex and you focus more on pleasure, you'll end up having a better time than if you're just trying to last as long. Okay, cool. You can last longer and you can do the things to get there. But really the the approach to sex is what kind of needs to change here. Because if you're you know just worried about pumping away into your partner for 40 minutes as opposed to four minutes, that's not necessarily going to be what your partner is going to enjoy. And so approaching sex from a, like a pleasure oriented space rather than a performance oriented space is what is going to make that four minutes of sex feel so much more intense and more pleasurable than the 40 minutes of just pumping away. Okay, low key, I reckon I'm a four-min baddie. I'm like, <laughs> give me four minutes. <laughs> I don't want, if yeah. someone's like gunning for 20 minutes. What's the point? Well, I think the, I'm the, fucking the, over it. The, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Wrap like, it up. Wrap it up. But no, I, I feel like it's it, it's worth even just asking, like, why do you want to go really long? Is it, Again, is it the porn influence? Is it just like I see in movies that guys just go and go and go and go, and that's not at all focusing on the mood. Like, sex can reach a peak very quickly, and it can feel really good for both people, and that's all it needs to be. And I think most people have experienced that, but then out in the, the wider world and the conversations we have and mass media tells us something different mm. to sex. So we come into it going, well, yeah, it might be good, but oh, wouldn't it be great if I could just pound away for 45 minutes? And like, no, surely you want sex to flow and feel good and change and build and end. And however long it takes, that'll be great. Oh, Mitch. It's been such a pleasure having you on. It's been so good to be on. This is this is great. It feels it feels like a weight's lifted off my shoulders to talk about this openly and honestly. And I don't have to stand here being like, nah, I've I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about, T. <laughs> I, I I take a minimum of three hours before I come. <laughs> And that's cool and normal. That's right. <laughs> no, that's why I love. That's what I love. What we do because we get to have these conversations, um, and yeah, it's just about normalising stuff that people maybe have some anxiety around, or there's a bit of stigma. And I think this is one of them, especially for people with penises. So um, stoked to have a fellow penis owner on the podcast. <laughs> um, and a huge thank you to Jacko as well, and for everyone else who DM'd us. We couldn't have done this episode without you. Huge thanks to Cam and like always if there is something that you do want us to cover you can hit us up on our instagram at triple j the hookup or email us the hookup at abc.net.au okay bye bye, bye.